After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple pivots in the for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. The weird thing about vision statements is that they're one of the first things that you have to create, but they're also one of the last things that you actually know. There's a disconnect there that happens when you try to just throw something on paper, you're trying to figure out what it is we're actually trying to accomplish and communicate it in such a great way, then you actually get into the thick of running uh, your nonprofit organization. You're trying to figure out, you learn that some of the things you thought you cared about, you don't as much, and some of the things that you didn't even realize are suddenly mainstays and staples of what you're doing in your community and in your world. And so today we're going to be talking about when is the right time to change your vision, change your vision statement, and when is the wrong time to do that? Yeah, this is a really big conversation that we have um, a lot with different nonprofit leaders. I think sometimes, you know, you do your best getting started. And there's something about filling out like the initial paperwork, maybe the 501c3 paperwork or, you know, all that stuff, where when you put what your mission or vision is there, you want to keep it as broad as possible to um, allow to, <laughs> to allow you to pivot over time. Like you don't want to make it so narrow that now you've kind of boxed yourself in and you can't go anywhere else. But there's something separate that when you're actually writing that vision statement, it's a little bit like, what what do I do? It's similar to like an entrepreneur trying to write down what their first goal is for the year. It's like, I, I don't know. I just started this business. What can I do in a year? What should my goal be? Yeah, I don't what have if any I go reference too, points. Like, I don't have any reference points. I can't look at the last five years and say, this worked and this worked and this worked. Here's my goal. And as a nonprofit leader, sometimes it's even harder. Actually, I'd say a lot of times it's harder because the things that we're looking at in terms of successes are much more nebulous. There's not hard data to go with them. Um, and there aren't uh, often other organizations around us doing anything similar. And so we're kind of pulling stuff out of thin air. So the vision statement is incredibly important. I think we can all agree on that. You have to have that one defining, here's the direction that we're going. So it really comes down to, you have to get something out there you have to get something out there that you're pretty sure is right, but you also know on some level is wrong. <laughs> so at some point, you're going to come across a time where you're like, maybe it's time to change it. Maybe it's time to update it. Um, nine times out of 10, I'd say you think it's the right time and it's not. Like that, that I think should be our first just mm-hmm. statement. The vast majority of the time, you should not touch it. The vast majority of the time, whether it's because you have someone involved who's telling you, you should change a word, you should change an idea, or you should start doing something new. The majority of the time, the answer should be no. But that doesn't mean it should always be no. There are definitely times when it's like, this vision is not congruent with this organization anymore. Mm -hmm. We have changed, we have morphed so much over time. We've brought in different people that are bringing a level of passion and heart into one area of our organization now that has become a really, really important piece of this. And it's nowhere to be found in our vision statement. It's nowhere to be found in our vision overall. And then there are other times you realize 
gosh, we, we bit off way more than we can chew. It's time to actually compress this vision down into what we're actually doing because we have figured out this is the pressure point to push on the cause that we're trying to, to forward. This is the pressure point. This is what we do now. We had this big, giant idea, but now we know this is specifically what we do. Mm-hmm. And that could be a good time as well. So how do you figure it out? Like, how do you figure out when it is the right time? Um, I think the first time that you need to adjust it, if you haven't already done this, um, is if your vision statement is incredibly convoluted, too long, or has words the general public doesn't understand. <laughs> we have um, a general guideline where we say sh- a vision statement should be 21 words or less and use words that like a second or third grader would understand what you're saying. That might sound really um, simple, but it's difficult to do. As adults, we want to put in all of the words and all of the explanations. And we want to make it sound smart. Yeah, we want to make it sound smart. We want to use intellectual words, let people know that we know what we're talking about. But your vision statement isn't to show how much you know. It's to get the average person who has no idea what you're doing to be interested in what you're doing and to be able to understand so that they can partner with you. So I'd say right off the bat, if you have a vision statement that is just way too long, has way too much complexity, and really only you understand what it means, and it's not showing anyone else where you're going or kind of the direction of your organization. It's not inspiring. Just like, um, you know, if you're reading like a college textbook or high school textbook, and after a while it's like, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. If by the time someone's done reading your reading your vision statement, they've mentally checked out because <laughs> there are just too many words, you need to make that adjustment right away. Now, it doesn't mean throw whatever you want to out there. Like, take some time and really consider it. But that, I think, would be the first time that mm-hmm. you need to make an adjustment. You've got a really good example of this that you pulled up a second ago. I think you should definitely read it here. Okay. <laughs> We're not trying to uh, drag this organization or anything, but we saw this. We were on a trip a little while ago, and we saw this vision statement. Um, we shouldn't mention it. the organization name. We shouldn't? No. Okay, cool. Yeah, we won't. But we saw this uh, part of this vision statement, because it didn't all fit, on a truck, I think. It was on the side of a truck, not on the, a billboard or anything. But I saw it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a terrible vision statement. I have no idea what it's even saying. And I'm a college-educated person. Mm-hmm. Okay, so go ahead and read this. Yeah, so this is from a science museum. We envision a community that is inspired by science, excited to ask questions, and dedicated to improving the world around them through scientific research and innovation. The organization will foster curiosity, connect visitors to research happening in our own community, and frame local technological, industrial, and scientific advancements within the larger context of science, history, and culture. It sounds to me like they started off on the right foot. Like, if it was just the first sentence... That was, yeah. That's good. The but then somebody half, was like, well, we also need to add this. And then someone else was like, well, we also need to add this. And it's like, it just turned into a Frankenstein, I think. And here's happened. the thing. <laughs> when I look at this, it's not bad. It's just way too much. It's way too long and it gets more complicated and convoluted as it It just gets muddy. On. The first line, we envision a community that is inspired by science. I think they could stop there. Right? (laughs) Like, I think that's a fantastic vision statement. Especially for a science museum. That's And maybe inspired by science and excited to ask questions. Done. Both. Period. Great. Over. (laughs) 
And then maybe, maybe adding, and dedicated to improving the world around them, period. Like, I think that there are so many things about that that when I read it, I'm like, it's not bad. So I want to be very careful to say it. it's not terrible. But when you're reading it on the side of a truck, it's like, what do you do? And how small is that font? You fit that whole thing on the side of a truck. <laughs> you're going to cause an accident. We envision communities where people are getting in traffic <laughs> accidents trying to read the vision statements on the side of our trucks. Vision accomplished. <laughs> but this is something that is not uncommon. The vast majority of the time when we're looking at a vision statement from an organization, it's either way too long or it's something so short that they're using a phrase that no one knows what it means. We it's, make it's smiles. Like, yeah, we make smiles. Uh, do you we, tickle people? We do help you... you have a good time. <laughs> we want you to have a fantastic experience. We, we, we transform families. Transform families into what? Like, where are we going with this? So there is that other side of it where you can get too short. But you need it to be incredibly um, effective and descriptive. One of our favorite organizations, I know we talk about them a lot, Freshwater Ministries. They have a four-word vision statement. Dig wells, plant churches. It's very, very clear what they do. And you know exactly what they do. Mm -hmm. Where does your money go? goes to digging wells and planting churches. What do we do? Dig wells, plant churches. Who is it for? People who need wells and people who need churches. How can I help? Find a way to help dig wells and plant, plant churches. churches. <laughs> On the other side of the coin there, that previous vision statement, it's like, if I wanted to get involved, I don't exactly know where my money is going to. I don't know how I could help. I don't know how to communicate this to my friends. And I'm pretty sure I'm not smart enough to be able to. Oh, yeah. Like, you are not. It's like a gatekeeping sort of thing. It's like, you're not allowed to help us with this. We're kind of like above your pay grade. And that's obviously not their intention. I don't think any organization gets started to become exclusive. Right. Especially when they're wanting to advance their idea or help people understand. Um, and so it is kind of, it's, I mean, it's a big thing. So I'd say that's the first time that you really need to look at adjusting your, your vision. vision statement or your vision as a whole. Yeah, because, I mean, in that situation, I'm guessing their vision might need to adjust a little bit and their vision statement might need to adjust a little bit. If they felt the need to add on to their vision statement because they were doing so much of this partnering with uh, innovative and technological industrial in their area or whatever that last part of it was, if that has become such a large part of it that they had to add that into their vision statement, they might need to look at their whole vision and say, okay, how do we actually communicate this? In a in an honest way about who we are and what we do. Yeah, maybe like what I read first isn't the part that's correct anymore. Yeah, maybe, maybe they the don't second care about paragraph, a community inspired by science. Well, maybe the second paragraph is the part that's more accurate. And so really what they want is we create or we lead science that partners with innovation and technology and teach people how to use it or and get the community involved. Like, maybe something has changed where the first part was the first part, and then it was like, oh, but we've adjusted, so we need to add on, add on, add on. Right. And pretty soon it's just off. So, yeah, I think that's the first time. What would you say the second 
time. I would say when your vision. Or another time. Yeah, another time when you need to actually look at adjusting your vision is when your vision is no longer congruent with your vision statement. There are things about your vision statement that you're not doing anymore or that are not your focus. And there are things about how you run the organization that just don't line up anymore. So, for example, uh, let's just throw this out there. A lot of churches had to adjust the way they did things when COVID happened. They couldn't actually meet in person. They couldn't actually do that stuff. So I think a lot of them had kind of incongruent vision statements for a while because and now they've changed things going forward. A lot of churches added like online services and stuff like that. So people aren't necessarily coming physically together and maybe their congregation is spread out all over the globe now. So they can't just say, you know, their vision statement can't be like coming together to blah, 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 because they're not like mm-hmm. it's dishonest now. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't mean it's bad, but we had to figure out how to communicate that in a way that it actually makes sense you know coming together from across the globe makes a lot more sense right because now people get the idea okay this is a worldwide thing not just a my town thing mm-hmm. and um if you have something that's a specific word that gets people thinking coming together you're thinking in person um at an event if that's not the case then that phrase just isn't correct anymore partly because of the way people think about it One thing that's really um, particular that you have to be careful of when crafting your vision statement is it can't just be the way that you think a word is. It has to be how other people are going to read it and assume what the word is, how they perceive it. Because um, sometimes we know our intention when we're writing, but the people around us don't necessarily know our intention. And so they might read it a completely different way. And then they get involved with our organization. And on some level, they feel like you lied to them even though you didn't. So it's important to really take into account each word that you're including, um, but then also getting outside opinion and not saying, <clears throat> what do you think our vision statement should be? But saying, here's what I wrote. What do you think this means? Yeah. And really asking that question. Yeah. And the amount of confusion you get back from people or just like the wrong answer coming back should tell you a lot <laughs> about what it is. But I think... Part of it, too, is, you know, asking people on the outside of your organization that are kind of seeing in or people who are in the organization, you know, if you had to name three things that are like the most important things to what we do, the things that we do the most often, the things that we are making the biggest impact, that kind of stuff. Um, and they're telling you things that aren't even in your vision statement. That's a really big tip off that it's like, this is time to adjust one or the other, like Either we're veering off from where a vision is supposed to be, mm-hmm. it's time to get back on track, or it's time to look at the organization and say, yeah, this actually, what we have become is better than what our vision statement is, so let's adjust that. Mm-hmm. I remember um, there's an organization that the first time I met them, uh, I was introduced to it through a 5K event that they ran, um, and so the organization actually just kind of included it in their name. Like, um, the organization works with people and helps them um, with mental health. And so they do, like, an annual 5K. And so the way that I was introduced to the organization was Thumbs Up 5K. Hi, I'm so-and-so from the Thumbs Up 5K. And that was how it was introduced. And over time, the organization grew to a point where they wanted to be able to expand 
Um, and now they actually, in our, they're local to us, they actually have a physical place where people can come in and really, you know, build that community and get help as they need. Um, and so now it's just thumbs up for mental health, I think is what it is. But now it's just thumbs up with the way that they're introduced. I don't know that that was really necessarily a change in their technical vision statement, but I do know it was a change in the language that they used because originally I was like, cool, you do 5K stuff. But the minute that they expanded what they were trying to offer, the people out there were trying to help, they had to just adjust it, adjust their language just a little bit so that it allowed for a large enough umbrella that they could do all aspects of the things that they wanted to do. Now, on the flip side of that, if suddenly they kind of had like a spot where they were renting out a place and helping people individually, and then they were like, well, wait a second, our vision was the 5K. We moved away from that. At that point, they had the choice. Are we moving into this intentionally, which I know was what they were trying to do. It was an accident. Um, But another organization might look at that and say, whoa, I had a couple great volunteers who suddenly wanted to take on working with people individually. And that's not what I was trying to do. I wasn't set up for those kind of um, discussions, for those kind of, let's make sure everyone's safe in this situation. For all liabilities, (laughs) for all of whatever. And sometimes organizations stumble into a new way that they could help the same issue. But just because you could help the same issue doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing that you should be doing. So it really is, if your organization and your vision statement aren't in alignment, one of them has to make an adjustment. Mm Mm-hmm. And people might disagree with you on which one needs to make the adjustment, but you as a leader really need to consider um, which one of those things needs to happen. But this is why we say, too, that nine times out of ten, when you come to that impasse, go back to, like, your organization needs to adjust to fit the vision. And here's a big reason why. People came on board because of that vision. People donate because of that vision. People are involved and they help out and volunteer because of that vision. People tell their friends because of that vision. And if you decide to all of a sudden like uproot and change the vision to match what your organization is doing, you run the risk of alienating those people that are already on board who are like, this is why I started here. Mm -hmm. And so you really got to think through is adjusting the vision to this new kind of mutated version of what the organization is, is this the really the right move? Nine times out of 10, it's wiser to say no. It's, it's so easy to add things on Mm -hmm. to something. It's way, way harder to just like keep it a pure thing (laughs) the way it originally was. Um, And so you just have to be very, very careful that when you make a decision to change the vision that you've, really really thought it through Uh, but most of the time it's going to be nope this this new thing doesn't align with our vision we it got out of control we need to lop it off and get back to our roots of what we're actually trying to do yep now obviously when we say lop it off handle it very carefully (laughs) otherwise you are going to lose some key volunteers who got really vested in it um, but I do think it's really important because sometimes like when someone wants to change their vision, it's not really that their personal vision has changed. It's that they see the organization going in a different direction. And as a leader of the organization, you need to take everything into account. But if you allow your organization to change, but the vision in you hasn't changed, 
eventually you could end up leading an organization that you no longer care about. Um, And and that's really bad. That's really bad because people are invested in your organization because of the vision, but they're also invested in because of you. And if you stop caring, um, that can just create a downward spiral very, very, very quickly. So guard it carefully. um, And it's better to lose a key volunteer than it is to stop caring about what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, ultimately, as the leader of the organization, and let's face it, it's not like you're making billions of dollars and bringing that home to your family. Like, you are the key volunteer. (laughs) Like, you really need to be the one who has the most passion and the most excitement about what's happening uh, in your organization and through your organization. And so you got to be extra careful to guard that. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times that, that is going to be going back to your roots. What did you initially envision when you started down this path of this nonprofit organization that you're running? Um, now, one last thing that I want to talk about before we wrap up here is one thing to be very careful of. Let's say you've come to the point where you're realizing we might need to make this adjustment. A couple of words of advice going into it. First of all, don't tell a lot of people. People, um, the vast majority of people don't need to know the vision is changing until you figure out what the vision is going to be. Um, And sometimes when people know a change is coming, people don't like change. And so you don't want to put them for the better. Right. So you don't want to put them in a situation where they know it's coming. And then suddenly they're like, what if the vision changes? And I don't want to be a part of it. What if, what if, what if? Just don't let people know. Keep it to yourself. Secondly, take time to figure it out. It's terrible to say the vision needs to change. Let's just write something down and change it tomorrow. Um, It's too important. It's too important to your organization. It's too important to your marketing. It's too important to all of your branding. It's too important to how you speak about your organization and and where your organization is going. It's just too important. And third of all, and I've seen this happen, where someone will go from an organization that's like, we help people... Um, thrive by helping them pay off medical bills or something like that, right? Like something very just clear and simple. Um, And then they're like, man, we've kind of like, yeah, we're helping them pay off medical bills, but we've also helped start helping them like get like groceries and like some other things that kind of go along with it. And so it's not really our vision. Like we need to change our vision, but we don't really have time to figure it out. So we're just going to create something really broad that's like we help people. Call it our new vision and move forward. When people don't have something to grab onto that say that makes this organization unique and this is what we do, eventually they're like, you help people? There are a lot of organizations that help people. I can go help people somewhere else. Right. (laughs) It's, you know, and so. And and really it is, it's all about creating like a really uh, vibrant and hot core of people that are going to move the organization forward. And when you have a specific vision, you're drawing from the people who have experiences in their life that are making them extremely passionate about it. And that last example that you just pointed about, like helping people thrive through medical bills, you're going to paying off medical bills. You're going to attract people who have been through tough stuff and know what it feels like to be under medical debt. You're Mm going to attract people who have seen friends and family who were in terrible situations be lifted out of it when someone helped with their medical bills. And so they have experiences in all of this, um, um, lack of a better term, they got all this juice that's just ready to go 
Uh, and when you take that piece out and you sort of like vanilla eyes it, um, it becomes bland to them and they don't feel like you're really letting them uh, use that passion that they have for good. Mm-hmm. Instead, they're kind of like, oh, it's just sort of like it doesn't hit the same way it used to because we used to do the thing that I had like an emotional connection with because of my experience in life. Right. And if you look at the two statements, too, though, we help people by uh, helping them thrive through paying off medical bills. If you sat down with all of the key leaders from the organization, say, what does this mean to you? And they write it out. They're all going to say pretty much the same thing. But if your organization is something like, we help people, we help people have a good experience, we care for people, we love people, every single leader that you have is going to have a different way that that means for them. We actually consulted with a nonprofit in the last couple of years, and we sat down with their entire staff and said, what does this mean to you? And every single person had a different answer. (laughs) And that was really interesting because every person thought they had it right. And it's not that they were wrong, but they weren't unified. And so if each person was leading according to what they understood the vision to be, the organization would be going in all of those different directions. Right. And that's kind of a scary thought. (laughs) A little bit. Um, Yeah, so. Our big takeaway for you this weekend is, I mean, we always find ourselves in a situation. It's almost constant where you feel like your vision should change or maybe you should adjust something to make it align with your vision. So that's the question you need to ask yourself this week. Is there something in my organization that needs to align with the vision or are we potentially in a spot where we need to adjust the vision to align with the organization? Ask that question of yourself. If you'd like to have a conversation about it, you want to talk about it, you can always send us an email at office at legacybuildersintl.com. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com. 